following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the world. We've been waiting for you. What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Welcome to Hello, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane, welcome to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. We are thrilled to be with you and thrilled because we have a very special guest with us today, something we don't do very often at all, which is kind of cool. In fact, yeah, hardly at all at all. So at all at like all. I would, I would, I, I'm really excited because Diane uh, Collins is the lady that we have on with us. And Diane wrote an article that was in the Huffington Press about consciousness is the new normal. And I was so thrilled to see your article, Diane. I'm just really impressed that you managed to get it there and that you did such a beautiful job. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I had to write that. It was one of those things. But I want to say hello, Gary, Dane, and everyone with us beyond space-time in this conversation. Happy to be here with everyone. Uh, yeah, I, you know, that, that blog on the Huffington Post actually went uh, somewhat viral, and it received 11,000 likes, 3,200 Facebook shares, and 398 tweets, but who's counting? And, you know, what I was really excited about was that the comments where people said, thank goodness, someone's finally saying it, you know, and the name of it is there's a new mainstream out there and you're probably part of it. And don't try to uh, categorize it or, you know, put it into some kind of a subculture or, you know, liberal politics or or new age or cultural creatives or mindfulness. It's really about having a literal new consciousness and this is what is going on right now and this is what people want and I thought let's just be it rather than and that's why I love what you both are doing access consciousness and really having people just stretch out you know into infinitude but the idea that Why should we wait for the world to change? Why should we wait for ourselves to change? We're either creating consciously, we're either creating using consciousness as the, what we could say, the clay that we've been given to create with, or not. Or is it conscious creation at your convenience, you know, reality creation at your convenience. So I thought, okay, no one's saying it. I'll say it. This is the new normal, as you, I like the way you say it. 
I loved it. I thought it was just a wonderful thing. It was so great to see it. I don't know who sent it to me, but I'm now at, oh my God, it's about time. That's great. You know, unfortunately, I don't know how to do tweet. I don't know how to do blogs. I don't know how to do Twitter. I don't know any how to, to do any of that stuff. I'm technically incompetent. So I didn't put a comment on. I apologize. Uh, well, however, what we did do is, you know, we wanted to get the thing out to everybody that we could because, you know, when you're going along on this path and you have this awareness of what is possible for the world and you also see these changes exactly like you're talking about in the article, for us seeing that and having you write it with the brilliance that you did, because I just reread it in preparation for interviewing you today or being on the radio with you today, it's, you know, reading the, the brilliance of it and then having somebody put it that succinctly and speak what is true and talk about it that way for us was, was also a huge acknowledgement of, you know, cause this is what we see in the world also. And, you know, for a long time, it's like, we felt like we were talking in the wind, you know, and here comes your article and it's like, Oh, cool. We are not alone. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Yes, I know. And I'm so happy to hear you say that because, and, and one as, you know, one of the points I'm making in it is that the consciousness crowd, as I call it, a few years ago, I started saying, you know, I didn't want to say new age. It has so much baggage with it. So I thought <laughs> I was talking to my publicist and we were talking about different shows I could be on. And um, he's, you know, he said, talking about this conscious, you know, elevating consciousness point of view. And I said, oh, yeah, well, I like the consciousness crowd, but I also feel that I should be really mainstream. And so when I started saying this this term, are you hearing me funny right now? Hello? I'm hearing you funny. I think you're great. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, the, the sound quality sometimes. Anyway, so what happened is that uh, <laughs> that became <laughs> a term <laughs> to be used, right? The consciousness crowd. And so, of course, you're into that. But what I, the point I was making is that it's underground. And I was, uh, you know, I have a book, Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World, which is really the the body of knowledge of my own work for the last 20 years. But I, so finally I put it into a book and I've been on about 400 interviews, uh, mostly on radio and internet and video. And this is where I heard everything because every time I would go on the air prior to that, I would prepare by listening to one or two of the host shows so that I can tune into the host and tune into the audience and really, you know, have a a conversation that's relevant for the audience. And I did that with you too also. (laughs) I kept hearing that, that energetic thing you say. You have to tell me about that. But anyway, I, so, and I realized it's every profession it's every age group. It's every, um, even uh, every kind of political, philosophical bent, you know, and it is across the world. And this is what I was listening to that all these people, you know, how many thousands and probably tens of thousands of, of shows there are. And this is where the conscious conversations was happening. Yet, there were, there's still 
what I see, uh, people, I'll put myself in, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a people too, that we have tended to habitually hold the us and them consciousness in place. And the more that we hold it, and the more we think of it that way, the more we hold that in place. So this is where I wanted to uh, really take a literal, take a leap in consciousness from that angle, from that perspective, and just start saying, okay, well, you know, guess what? We are it, and this is it, and we're the ones who are shaping the world the way that we know it can be. And if we'd be willing to, you know, and you, you make a really good point in the article about exactly that. And it's like, it's already here, you know, and in the section where you talk about marketers beware, you know, don't make the mistake of relegating the new mainstream to a subculture. It, you know, you, it's like, this is through all cultures and, it's not a niche, a niche, a whatever that word is. You know, it's it's actually everywhere, and this is something that is actually desired and desirable and being being sought after. You know, in, in Access, we've noticed we've gone from having a presence in 40 countries to 170 countries in the last three years. You know, and what is our name? Access Consciousness. So it's like we're, you know, in, in noticing that, started recognizing also like what you're talking about. It's like the world is asking, you know, are, are we willing to step up and realize that, that we, each of us has an awareness to contribute and actually has the tools to contribute. Absolutely. And, you know, I always think of the expression from uh, one of the great meditation masters who has since passed on Swami Muktananda of City Yoga Lineage and he said, this world, I, it probably comes from the Vedic literature, who knows. But this world is a palace of mirrors. And so I think what is going on, the world is asking for it because this is a pulse that is within each of us. This is something, it's almost like we've been wearing a mask right and pretending that this diminutive uh way of relating to life of relating to the world of the separation the divisive consciousness has it's like we're we've been as a humanity as a culture masquerading in that without realizing it so i like to think of it so when you uh, just even the words, access consciousness, or I, my words, quantum think, which takes you to the condition that's really fundamental to thinking. And I can tell you about the why I think that, <laughs> that we have been the way we have, you know, in this kind of underground, not, not actually uh, stepping up and being it, which we are now. We're creating that we are now. But that, uh, what those words, access consciousness, that immediately distinguishes it. It presences it. 
And as we refine even greater, what is consciousness? And it's not even, that's not even a good question because there, you know, it's not an is world, even though the, well, you know, the work that I do distinguishes what, how the scientific discoveries have shaped the way we think, that is from the industrial age, what I lovingly call the old worldview, and how we can use the more cutting-edge, up-to-date, and more accurate discoveries thus far of the quantum worldview to now shape ourselves. Because the main, you know, the big paradigm shift in science was going from a matter-based world a physical-only based world to a mind, a consciousness-based world. Oh, what's creating reality? Oh, it's not like looking in the circumstances and figuring out how to manipulate all the parts and pressing on this and that moves. Oh, wow, that's just one little small aspect of it, one little dimension of the infinite, the infinite reality. And there, then there's, oh, wait a minute. Our consciousness actually has an effect. We really are connected through consciousness and through all the things that we can use to color consciousness with. That is energetically and, so, you know, using and shape and working with subtle energy and working with uh, the power of intent and the faculties of mind that I call the five natural faculties, intent, intuition, subtle energy, resonance, and meditation, which I consider a natural faculty. So when you come up and you start to distinguish access consciousness, I can see why you have such a wide and growing following. Because, as you said, everybody want, this is everyone wants it, and the key word really, I mean, I would say not to make it an either or, but that key word is access. It's like it's in us, and now what are the tools? You know, what are the methods? What are the ways of of thinking? What are the processes that you offer or that any of us offer? that actually gives us the real-time access in our own experience because that's where it pops. I mean, what do you, that's my view. What do you think? Well, no, I think that's a great point, but we have to go to break. Wow. We, I know that already. Fast? <laughs> Seriously. That went fast, didn't it? <laughs> uh, that may be the quickest segment ever. Okay, so... Yes. Uh, we are, we are on with Diane Collins, the author of Do You Quantum Think, who wrote an amazing article called There's a New Mainstream Out There, and you're probably part of it. Uh, we will be back in a couple minutes on the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loop, and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane, welcome back to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America, where we're doing something really different. We have a guest. Her name is Diane Collins. And uh, welcome back. Hey, Thank uh, you. Diane. Oh, I, I thought you were oh. talking to me. You're talking yes, to all of us, back. right? Everybody. Yeah. The answer is yes. So we, I, I do want to share something with you. We have a definition for consciousness. consciousness well, let me hear it. Consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Oh, yes. I have seen that on your website. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> yep, it does. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And love there it, it is. And, yeah. Diane, as you know, we, we tend to do sort of more of a conversational uh, style on the show rather than an interview style. So, you know, I just... That's obvious to the listeners we have. I just wanted to, you know, let you know that. So, you know, we're we're our forte is not interviewing. So, you know, feel free to say whatever you want, talk about anything. You got that, but I just wanted to point that out there so you know. Okay. And no, we don't know how to interview. So exactly, there you we go. Don't you know how to talk. Okay. Well, you know, most people really just want to be in conversation. That's what it's all about, right? Conscious conversation. But you know. When you said that about your definition of, co- of consciousness, that includes everything and judges nothing, I think that that's really, to me, that's the experience we want. However, <laughs> we have, you know, the judgments come in. And I made up, uh, I, I like to say it like that. 
I made up an explanation for why we have these automatic thoughts and automatic uh, ways that we have. And I borrowed a term from physics called least action pathways. Least hyphen action, One think of it as one word. The way the energy goes, because it's been that route before, uh, who knows how it got there? I don't think we can ever really know, and it's irrelevant, to I think, to being conscious in the moment. But I think that, uh, so I made this up, you know, that's part of the system of quantum thinking, is you say, well, if we're in an infinite possibility universe, what's interfering with thinking from infinite possibility? And it, so I'm saying, oh, it's those least action pathways. And so when you distinguish that, you don't have to be stuck with them. So you can just say, oh, you have one of those thoughts that is not, that is one of those judging thoughts or judging yourself or others or a situation or what you're capable of or what's possible in your life. And you just look at it and go, oh. There's what that least second pathway. Okay, let that fly by like a bird past my window. Now, what was the what did I want? What's my experience right now? So I give that as one little way of accessing consciousness in that free and unbounded state that I think you're talking about. Although it includes. If, judgment, if consciousness includes everything, this is a question I'm asking you both, then does it include, then doesn't it include judgments? Yep, with no judgment. Judgments with no judgment. Right. That's a similar thing of least action pathway. But it's it like, oh, there's an automatic thought. And I didn't. Ha- I call it automatic or the myth of choice. It's like you you have well, you talk about choice a lot. In every moment, we have the ability to choose from infinite possibility of where we'll land our consciousness. And so, and yet, this is how you know it's automatic. Or I say the myth of choice, myth of choice. is to the extent to which these automatic thoughts, automatic emotions are, are showing up. And uh, judgments, right, conclusions that you're living as though it's the way it is when really it, <laughs> it doesn't, reality doesn't work that way. But it's very similar to that because you, you, it's giving no meaning. It's like, oh, this is how you know you didn't choose it. Well, if you were in a consciously awakened state of choice, would you choose a disparaging thought about yourself or others? I think most people would say no. So that's why I call it the myth of choice. It's like, all right, what if you didn't choose that? What if we're in a mind field? Uh, I like to call this, there's a, a thoughtosphere that we you're picking up intel that really doesn't belong to you and you don't have to identify with it in any way. But anyway, I think it's a similar thing. Like consciousness includes judgments, is that what you said, without judging. 
Yeah, including everything. And, you know, it's interesting because the, the thoughtosphere you talked about, it's like we, one of the ideas that we give people an asset, access, a tool that they can actually use is, is the idea that 98% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. And you're picking them up like a big psychic radio receiver. And if you ask, who does this belong to? And it lightens up at all. It's not actually yours. You just return it to wherever it came from because you don't have to know. You know, similar. It sounds like a similar concept to the Very much on the same wavelength. (laughs) Exactly. And you know how people say, spirit told me this. I got tapped on the shoulder. You don't realize that. And I think this is one of the important aspects of the new science, the idea of what they call a non-local mind, that since the mind is not, you know, you could say mind, what we hold in awareness, what we hold in consciousness, uh, both the unbounded, all that is, simultaneously the one that you identify with, that you've that individualized as you in some way, but that this idea of non-local mind, that the mind is not located in the sense of a ordinary physical object, that it has no spatial or temporal attribute, and therefore it's everywhere. Or, you know, people say, it can go anywhere. How does intuition work? This is what the the new scientific experiments. I'm not a scientist, but I study the science, so I have it in my background. That uh, because you're tapping in, as you just said, you're tapping into the field of this non-local mind, of this one (laughs) <laughs> giant <laughs> infinite mind that so I say we don't actually go somewhere with your but you're connecting it and I think that's where we have choice is you can choose well what do you want to connect into like connecting you know you're on the infinitude of the internet what do you want to connect into oh I'll tap on this how do you think of it? So, uh, Gary, you want to answer that, or would you like me to? You answer it. What? <laughs> you answer it. We, we lost my Gary. Um, I'm here. I swear to well, God. It's, well, it's kind, of, it's kind of like you said. You know, you're, you're, on, you're in the infinitude of the Internet, as an example. The, the, the web of what connects us all. It's like, you know, so if you're going on the Internet... Do you want to search for porn or do you want to search for something uplifting? You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I want to search for porn. <laughs> well, that's your choice. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and if you can do that with no judgment too, your world gets even greater. You know, because we all have these things that we're judging ourselves for. But it's like you said, it's like you it depend where do you want to put your energy and what would what would you like to receive? And what would you, what direction would you like your life and the world to head in? And I think if we're getting to any awareness, it's that we actually do have choice now. And some of these new and different tools are becoming available that haven't been available before to truly shift the reality that's before us and the capacity that we have to move into something different, both for us and recognize that, that as a result of doing that, we 
contribute to that being available planet-wide. Exactly. Beautifully said. And, you know, I want to ask you something else, a couple of things that come to mind. Uh, that in terms of creating reality, okay, so everything that we, you know, we're very much in sync on that. And I think everyone listening is as well, even though I hear from people, you know, well, it's hard, it's difficult, how do you change? Well, I don't hold that reality at all. That's one of the choices I make, is to choose, (laughs) make a choice, wait, it's easy to shift, it's easy to transform consciousness, it happens in an instant, a nanosecond. So that's a choice, and then this, there's, so there, this idea of, creating reality. Now, to me, that means if, as the science is now proving and what the ancient wisdom traditions have concurred on, that what you hold habitually in your awareness becomes your reality, that there are mind-to-mind and mind-to-matter real connections uh, that we are influencing through this exchange of energy, information, intelligence, consciousness, all of the above, that why would we hold in consciousness anything we don't want rather than holding what we do want? So I noticed that in with a lot of people that I've heard over the years, still holding, well, we have to fix this, we have to go into the subconscious, and we have to get rid of these, deeply embedded. Well, the subconscious is one of those things that I hold as uh, something inaccurate about it, okay? I can't exactly put my finger on it, but there's something that doesn't seem right to me about it and because of what I'm talking about. Because if I hold, if somebody tells me, well, you've got these deeply embedded patterns and I realize, you know, I have some knowledge of the actual brain as a transmitter, you know, uh, receiver and that brain connections do get made and they become neural pathways and you can interrupt them and you can open it and you can make new pathways. But that if somebody tells me, well, the subconscious, you've got deeply embedded things that are limiting you and you don't even know what they are. And I, was in, I went to a meditation class sort of by accident the other day. I like meditation, so it was good. But that, and somebody was saying, and your subconscious mind is mind. like 10, 10 million, million times, times more powerful than your conscious, than your conscious mind. mind. Well, well, why would I, I want to hold that real, as, a as a reality? That means, that means to me, there's something, there's something going, going on, on over which, which I have, have no I can't even get any access, speaking of access, that keyword, to. So I don't subscribe to these ideas about the subconscious. I don't know how you 
feel, you know, how you hold that in access consciousness? How do you, do you use that term or how do you look at that? Well, our basic point of view is choice creates awareness. Every time you choose something, whether it's good or bad or right or wrong or ugly or, you know, beautiful, every time you choose something, you actually become more aware. So the whole idea here is if we, you know, it's like everybody talks about this being a free, free will universe. And I said, okay, so if this is really a free will universe, shouldn't we have more capacity to create from that point of view? In which case, choice has to be the ultimate t- tool and weapon that creates all possibilities for us. Completely. And you know, how I say it is that transformation is not a one-time event. And paradoxically, mastery is a moment-by-moment proposition because of what you're saying, is that in every moment, you can choose. And if you're having an experience that is not desirable, you can literally choose something else. So you don't use that term subconscious in your work? No, we don't. Because Good. basically our, our basic point of view is it's like, you know, it's like everybody used to say, you know, the collective consciousness. And I would go, what collective consciousness? All I see out there is the collection of unconsciousness. And that's what most people choose, unconsciousness. Well, so I don't like, think what they would it choose take for it. people to change it? Uh, unfortunately, I think they do. Well, that's where you and I part ways. Okay. Because uh, that, what I discovered, okay, so you look at people are have this thinking gets a bad rap uh, because everybody's saying, oh, you have to connect to the heart and be conscious and be present in the moment. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I'll go along with that. But that when you look at mind and you realize what you hold in consciousness, okay, what you hold in awareness, that's how I distinguish mind in my, my own uh, thinking and my own work, that one of the main activities of so to me when we went from this paradigm shift in science, science. from the matter-based, matter-based reality, reality to a mind-based reality, reality then, it then it occurs well if you want to know, know you know you want to get what you want in life then you have to know something about the dynamic that creates anything at all that we have been <laughs> divinely bestowed with by human birth and so we can say that's mind the substratum of all that we are able to connect with, connect, to create with. So then you have to know, well, what are the dynamics of mind? How does that work? And one of the activities of mind, the main activity, one main activity, is thinking. And so when you look at thinking what I call my great revelation is that, you know, when I was looking and growing up and saying, okay, why does the world look the way it does when there's all this wisdom and all this knowledge and all this information, you know, for since, you know, time immemorial, available now at the touch of a smartphone? Why is it we're still not living it? That was my quest. That's, that's so. The- question and we have to go to break and we'll come back and talk about that afterwards
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loops, and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane. And Diane. Yay! We're all here. Yeah, we're here. Yay. He's always here. <laughs> I'm never here. I'm Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> it follows me everywhere. Yeah, Jane, you're always here. Oh yeah. wow, that is like that's my like my husband. My husband is English, and I expected this high wit, right? Great Brit wit, and he's got this corny wit like that. Oh, really? Sorry. Did I just? <laughs> Did you wait? Now, now the good thing is you just insulted two of us at the same time. I did. I just realized it. <laughs> okay, should I be apologetic? But you're not really insulting. Yeah, I like it. It works for me. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't bruise easily. That's okay. I'm all right with that. You know, when I was in school, I had a teacher. What would happen is my teachers would do roll call. You know, back in the day, and they'd go here, and I'd go yes. They'd go here, and I'd say present. They'd say here, and I'd go. Can we just stop this already? Okay. You know, I had an economics <laughs> professor in college tell me, here, you are the only person in this class guaranteed to get an A because I never want to call your name again. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's working on my I behalf. That. That's so funny. That's really cute. Well, we so, have to go back to the conversation where we're finally disagreeing on something. Oh, we're disagreeing? <laughs> what are we disagreeing on? 
I forgot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I don't, I, it's not even a feel, it's a no. I'm going to call this a K-N-O-W. I know that people are not at conscious choice in what we would consider to be, you know, the uglifying, <laughs> the uglifying of life. And I was saying what my revelation was before the break that led me to discover that. And that was that we imagine that we're talking about thinking being one of the main activities and thinking, you know, we have a thought, we give the thought meaning, the meaning, we experience the meaning either emotionally or somewhere in the feeling tone of who we are. And it, that has a dynamic to it that has what we, act, what we act out. You know, I don't mean act out like a drama, but act out like what actions we take, either speaking, listening, or physical actions. But anyway, so that's like a gestalt. It's not like a sequence of events. But this is, so when you look at that, we have these automatic thoughts. I say it was a stage of human evolution, this industrial age worldview. So we're in a quantum age, but we're still under the influence of the industrial age worldview that has shaped our thinking. My revelation was we imagine we think freely. We every, All of us want to think of ourselves as independent thinkers. We're choosing our thoughts every moment. But what I discovered is that the prevailing worldview, meaning what we believe to be true about the nature of reality, how it works, what's possible, what's not, uh, is actually shaping not only what we think, what we're even capable of thinking, and I use the uh, example of a quantum leap. So science makes a discovery. They invent the language to name that discovery. Science, you know, the father of, one of the fathers of quantum mechanics, Max Planck, he discovered energy does not move in a smooth, continuous flow. It moves in bursts that he called leaps, in packets of quanta, he called it. Hence the term quantum leap goes in and out. And now that term, quantum leap, comes into the language. And in the English language, is the only one that I have research on, that term came in in 1927. So, Dane and Gary, you couldn't think of a quantum leap before 1927. That's my joke. Ha ha. Ah. <laughs> you get the drift. So, that, that term com- comes into the language and starts to shape the thinking. And then it became colloquial, which is everyday way of using that meaning. And we mean it use it now to mean anything that is discontinuous with the patterns of the past, a quantum leap, something that has no traceable linear pathway as to how it went from this state to that state. This is the idea of a quantum leap. So 
what I realized, and that was being explained to me by my friend and mentor who wrote the foreword to Do You Quantum Think, Dr. Fred Allen Wolf, who is a quantum physicist. And uh, he was explaining that to me years ago. And then I started, you know, just musing over this. I thought, well, wait a minute. It's not just one thought, one term. It's the whole system. It's a universe of systems. Thinking is a system. And it's the whole worldview where the industrial age said, you know, everything is solid and fixed. It's a world of you're become a victim of circumstance, but it was technically called. This is where I'm getting to our agree for it doesn't matter if we agree or disagree, but we're just distinguishing in the conversation that it was called classical mechanical worldview. The universe as machine. The body as machine. This part doesn't work. Cut it off. That's how all of our institutions are modeled on that very limited way of thinking. The education system. Only matter is real. We study the brain matter. We do not study the power of intent, consciousness. Well, now we are, but the traditional education, we didn't even learn it because mind wasn't part of the equation of reality. So when you, I looked at that and say, in many ways, we became mechanical too. And that's where these least action pathways, automaticities of thinking, automaticities of, in other words, we're making a decision or something is deciding for us right? We're either, something is always getting created every moment. We're either consciously choosing or the pattern that is the default pattern is choosing for us. Like you have a smartphone. The default settings are shaping your experience or you're going to shape it, you know, customize it by your own conscious choice of changing it. Of course, Gary, you can't do that, right? Only kidding. But, uh, are you with me still? I can change anything. Oh, good. And I do, and I will. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only kidding about the technology. One of his greatest capacities to change on a dime. Okay. I'm only kidding you about the technology part. But the I know, I love that about both of you. But the idea is that uh, I don't see that these these automatic, I see least action pathways of the culture, of gender, of the media, the least action pathway of the media, what went wrong is wrong or will go wrong in the current news media. That's the least action pathway. So we have our individual least action pathways. And I don't think that those are actual conscious choices. But you're saying that you think people are choosing I think people can. I think the difficulty is that they get into the cycle. They get entrained to what everybody else chooses. And when they choose from what they've been entrained to do, then that I would agree with what you're saying. But it's like it's not that hard to get out of that if you no, begin to do even the basics of, you know, who does this belong to? Is this really mine or is this somebody else's? Exactly. And Question. That, Question creates freedom. Answer creates limitation. Yeah. And I say... You know how I say it is like to, because I use the word distinction, but 
what, make a distinction. I like, I love your, all your questions. Make a distinction, but it's the same thing because in doing this, you're in that kind of a question. Who does this belong to? It's a similar thing. We're very, we're very, we're very in sync here. We could probably start a, a, a group. You know, like a uh, a music group. Oh, you mean in <laughs> sync? would be so insane. Sync? Sync? Right. Consciousness. There's one of those corny okay, things. Okay. <laughs> just um, just so we don't I... become the Backstreet Boys, I'm okay with anything else. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, wait. Well, oh, there's so many cool names of groups today. So, um, actually, I wrote a a rap song. A quantum think rap. It came through me years okay, ago. Now, do you, do you perform it? Well, or- I did it. I did it. What? I don't. Ha- it's not produced musically, but I want it to be. But I did. Someone asked me, I don't know what I was on, and they said, "Would you?" I was on some kind of a show or a call, and I actually started to. Wrap it. I would like to perform it myself Ooh, or cool. with other with other people. Hey, so, uh, we, we're, we're, we're getting to the end of our time, sweetness, and so we would like you to be able to give your details. So, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, they can. Great. I am Diane Collins, and that's my website. And it's Diane with two N's: D I A N N E C O L L. INS.com, DianeCollins.com. And everything is there. The you know, access to the to the Huffington Post blog that I do blog occasionally on. And everything else, audio, video, my book, Do You Quantum Think? And access to buying it. And uh, everything is there. Thank you for letting me share that. But just to Could I finish on that one note where you asked that question, who does this belong to? And I say, make a distinction between a thought that you originate, that that is generated, initiated from you, and a thought that's just visiting from the thoughtosphere. So that's kind of very similar, isn't it? Yep. Sure is. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on in this. Thanks for to- being here. Yeah. Thank you for Fun being on. And, and also, you know, uh, a thank you for that article. It, you know, yes. put things in a, in a really cool and brilliant perspective for, for a lot of a us lot of seekers in the world. So thank you for the contribution that has been to so many people. Thank you for saying it. And I wanted to tell you, a girl, a lawyer contacted me real quick. I'll say it. I know it's the end of the show. And it's going in, she asked me if she could excerpt most of it and put it into her book called Cutting Edge Law. And she travels around the world, much like you two do, uh, and constantly. And she's expanding the whole way that we relate to legal systems around the world in a more conscious way. And she's putting that Huffington Post blog, most of it, into her new book called Cutting Edge Law. Very cool. Yeah, sorry. Things are changing. They are. On that note, uh, you've been with us and Diane Collins on the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. We look forward to being with you next week. Welcome to our world where anything is possible. 
We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to the world.